When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by The Free House. As long as snow is on the ground, they'll have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling The Free House. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items. Dawn, have you ever seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Are you kidding me? Of course I have. Well, if they had the patio domes that The Free House has right now, yeah. Tina Turner would have been in a much better mood in that movie. Oh my gosh, I think you're so right. Now this is a unique dining experience that they have at The Free House all winter long. That's right. As long as there's snow on the ground, you can rent these patio domes. Dawn and I, we're not kidding. This is so cool. Maybe you have a date. Maybe you have a unique, I don't know, family event that you want to spice up. You can rent these patio domes by the hour. They're heated. You can get their full menu in the domes. And you can even get some special items as well. This would be a really cool date kind of thing. Don't you think, Dawn? Oh, absolutely. Wait until at least the third date, and then you might get lucky. (laughs) Maybe the fourth. Maybe we can recommend this for the next second chance romance that goes awry. Yes. We'll say, hey, maybe you'll get along better at the Freehouse Patio Domes. Maybe. I don't know. You can book these again by the hour. And again, the full menu is available, plus some special items as well. For more information, call the Freehouse. All right, everybody, on the alert. Here goes. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. So much dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Well, this is going to be juicy. ESPN is reportedly trying to lure Tony Romo from CBS by offering him $10 million to $14 million, which would make him the highest-paid sportscaster in history. Uh, he currently makes around $4 million. That's a huge jump there for Tony Romo. He must be doing a great job. Uh, Steve Harvey, as we all know, lost his spot on NBC. He was let go. Um, and Kelly Clarkson is the one who ended up replacing him. He says he's happy for Kelly Clarkson for getting a daytime talk show on NBC after he was let go. But then he adds, quote, one of my friends said, so you, do you watch your show? And he said, I ain't that happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. It looks like people hated Tim McGraw and Shy Carter's performance of Way Down, a song at last night's college championship game. They're saying things like it's the worst song I've ever heard. It's so bad you can't look away. 
And uh, just so you know, another Tim McGraw news. He's taking Midland and Ingrid Andrus on his Here on Earth tour, which kicks off in July. Looks like that's going to be a couple of stadiums he's playing uh, in L.A. and also in Philadelphia. And it will have 30 shows total if you're a Tim McGraw fan. It will go from, uh, let's see, it looks like July until September. And that's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app at mytalk1071.com. Dirt Alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended Dirt Alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Report back to me in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Quite frankly, I don't give a damn. Okay, Tim. I'm Jason Matheson, along with Don McLean and Kenny, keeping you, keeping you semi-sane on the roads this morning. Giving you some deer chili. Giving you some deer chili. Case. Yeah. Please, please use caution while we were sleeping. Mother Nature dumped some more snow on the ground. Clean so your windshields off too, please. Oh man, yeah, just, just do just, it. In your side yeah. windows and your back window. Just, just use your just arm if you have to. Just do it. Yeah. Be considerate. Be considerate. <laughs> there we go. Chili's ready. In the morning. Chili's ready. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> just quick turnaround. I know. But. It is chili on the hoof. <laughs> chili. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Raise your glass. Take a sip of your beverage. Let's start the show. Mm. Coming up in the next segment, I'm excited because um, I want to hear if I should watch this. Everyone's talking about it. It's been nominated for many awards. A Marriage Story on Netflix was in theaters, too. Adam Driver, who I love. I just... Because I've now seen Rise of Skywalker four times, and every time I see it, I love the movie more, and I love Adam's um, portrayal more. And I just love him more. I do. And there is just Don. Wasn't it? It was the two of us, right? We were. Were we talking about Adam Driver on our way in to make lightsabers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about how a I guy. Said he, yeah. You say it, Don. Yeah. I said Adam Driver is the best looking ugly guy I've ever. Known. Yeah. Like that's un- a terrible thing to say, but honestly. He has an uh, a very unconventional, unconventional handsomeness look to him. Yes, and if he was just like, uh, you know, worked at Target, you might be like, "Ooh," you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, look at that monster stocking the sodas over there! But honestly, he's maybe it's because we get to know him so well through his performances, where he just lets you in, and yeah, uh, yeah. so it makes him more attractive. Yeah, something because he's he is he's not conventionally like a matinee idol looks, but I think that's what's intriguing about him, and I think that's what actually makes him beautiful. I mean, I think there and then is just his persona and the way he ha- uh, holds himself and handles himself, and it's yeah, he's I enjoy such a great actor. It's- he is. He is talent. He he's the whole package. He's the entire anyway. So. uh I don't even know why I brought up Adam Driver. Because a marriage story, I'm going to be reviewing. Oh it. yeah, yeah. So Don, coming up in the next segment. No, thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Don. I just took a took a road there with how handsome Adam Driver is, and I just got distracted. But anyway, uh, that's coming up in the next segment. So uh, 
don't move there. Now, I teased a few minutes ago that I have a new goal. It's 2020. It's We're midway through January. Statistics show this is about the time where New Year's resolutions start to fall off. So, Dawn, good news for you. Mm-hmm. All of the new people will be leaving your gym. They're not coming back. <laughs> oh, really? This is <laughs> yes, okay. This is it. This yeah. is <laughs> this is the point where you don't have to worry about the newbies. They're they're leaving. They're going to okay. stop coming in on the regular. All right. Now, I have a goal that I'm going to run past you to. Uh, starting uh, in March of last year, I started running again, and I started working out again and, and, and starting to lose weight and making health um, a priority. And I've done it before, and... This and but I've never done any type of fitness thing, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I've never done uh, like an Ironman. I've never done CrossFit. I'm not. I mean, I'm not Bradley, you know, and I'm never going to be it. I'm okay with that now at 45. Um, but I've never done any type of 1K, 5K, half K, mm-hmm. special K. I've never done any type of race. I've never done any type of marathon. I have decided right now, on January 14th, 2020, that sometime uh, this time next year, I am going to do the Disney World Half Marathon. Oh, sweet. That's great. I'm going to do a Disney World race because they're known for their marathons. They have very, they have various marathons. They have a Star Wars run. They have like a princess run. They have just the full Walt Disney World marathon, which just took place last weekend. Yes, I saw some. I actually just read about that last night. Yes. Yeah. Somebody was like, hey, here's an unethical pro tip. If you go to watch the race, they let you into the park, and then they don't make you leave, and you, you're not paying to be in there. Nobody oh, kicks seriously? you out. Nobody kicks you out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, They're I like, didn't we know that. We rode a couple of rides. We then we, you know, they left after a while, but yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, go on with your goal. I totally think you can do this. Yeah, I I, I want to do. I haven't decided which particular Disney race I'm going to do. But I'm going to combine my loves, or I'm going to combine my love of Disney, which will soften the blow of this fitness challenge. Uh, and I'm going to make it something to look forward to and to work toward over the next year. And I'm really actually excited about this. I, I will say I'll give credit where credit's due. There's a guy, you know, I we have two fairy godfathers, but there's a guy that runs a really great Instagram account called uh, Michael Does Disney. And I, this guy is like the eternal optimist. Every photo of him, if you look at him on uh, social media, the dude is smiling. Like, I don't think he's capable of frowning. He's based in Chicago, and uh, he has a wonderful social media presence. It's, it's literally Michael Does Disney. And uh, he's at Disney almost about as much as we are. And he just ran the Disney World Marathon. And, uh, and I'm watching his... I'm watching his Instagram stories, Don and Kenny, and I was just motivated. He, you know, they stop at every mile and take pictures, and I don't know. It just inspired me to do this. I don't know. Okay, I have I think some that's dumb great. questions. How long is a half marathon? And give it to me in miles, not Ks. 14, 14 miles? Yeah, because it's 26.2 miles for a marathon. So, yeah. So, I, I want to do like a half. Yeah, 13. Or something, yeah. Holy and then, crap, that's a long way, Jason. But Jason, how long, like, you run, when you're, give me a time, do you run, like, for an hour straight? 
Sometimes they do. Yeah. You In the summer, I did. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can do this. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, run. <laughs> Dolly Parton and I can't run. Let's just say that. 14 it's miles. That's very, like running. It's painful. It's like running to town and back seven times. Don't put yeah, it that way, now, too. Now, now Kenny, now, why, I, now what the hell are you doing, Kenny? Now you're scaring me. That's if I'm out in the country. <laughs> Kenny, now you're scaring me. You can work your way up. See, I used to do this, too, with physical challenges for myself. I would say it on the air so that I would have to do it. Yes. It's like you're forcing you, yeah. yourself with yep. public shame if you don't. I feel yes. like such a loser. Uh, last year, I noticed I was losing weight, and I, I realized it was because I was walking from building to building at the farm <laughs> instead of driving my truck or my four-wheeler ATV. <laughs> and Jason, none of those buildings are more than 50 yards away from each other. <laughs> So maybe, maybe uh, to emotionally support you, I hereby pledge that from now on, for the rest of the winter and the rest of the year, until you run this marathon, I'm going to walk from barn to barn. I'm not. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh man, I. Go ahead, sweetie. No, I'm no, sorry. it's okay. Go ahead. No, and I just got some reinforcement. Uh, my my buddy, my assistant Q, is a uh, he's a prof- not professional, but he's a, a collegiate skier, um, and he's run track. Uh, he, he's you know as athletic as anything. He he can train me. He I, I we'll we'll get him to help me out because I've never done anything like this. So I'm excited now. I'm really mo- now. I want it to be next year already. What is no, the I day? Really don't. When is it? Uh, it's this the the last this uh, second weekend of January. Oh, so I have a yeah. year. I have a oh, year. Oh, go oh, fantastic! Oh, yeah. you'll, this you'll ace this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. So there we go. Seven thirteen. I have another goal, and that's to hear Don's review of a marriage story on Netflix. Is the buzz worth it? Does it live up to the buzz? We'll find out when we return. Jason, have you ever actually sat down with a nutritionist and they ask you what you've eaten the day before? Um, does my Jane Fonda workout tapes <laughs> from the 80s count as someone with nutrition? Uh, not really. I think okay. you need to update. And you need to go to Livia. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can find 10 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, first of all. So basically, everywhere you drive, you'll see Olivia. They used to be Metafast, right? They used to be Metafast. Don't get confused. No. They're a great company. I lost 20 pounds on the program, and I've kept it off for, you know, a year. And that's hard to do. Maintaining is the hard part, so thank goodness you have them. Yes, they're awesome over there. I go to the one in Roseville, but you can find a location, like I said, anywhere in the Twin Cities, uh, L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can call 855-GO-LIVIA, and then they can tell you not to eat breakfast cereal for every meal, you like mean, they and, told me. Well, and when you say breakfast cereal, ladies and gentlemen, Dawn used to eat nerds for breakfast. <laughs> you Welcome back to the show, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Bozo the Clown. I'm Jace. 
with Dawn and Kenny. Coming up on 719. You've got mail. Hearing from you this morning, uh, Nicole writes in, Hey, Jace, if I can do a half marathon with my mom, you got this. Uh, Kristen writes, Hey, Kristen, I've done a few half marathons at Disney. So much fun. I'm here if you have any questions. Um, Yeah. And uh, getting into Marriage Story, which we're going to do in a second. Kathy writes in, My one-sentence review of Marriage Story is that it's a modern-day Kramer versus Kramer. So, hmm. And that leads us perfectly to this. How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. All right, so I watch this by myself uh, on <laughs> Netflix. Well, MC doesn't want to watch it, and it's perfectly understandable why he doesn't want to. Uh, a lot of people who have been divorced don't want to watch this movie because it is about divorce. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to watch this. You know, I, I wanted to see if if their Oscar nominations and Golden Globe nominations were worth the hype. Uh, the director, Noah Baumbach, he was formerly married to Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, fun fact. And so he, this is kind of his own story about being married to her and his divorce, which makes it a little more interesting to watch once you oh, figure that out. Oh, I didn't know that, Dawn. His oh. current partner is Greta Gerwig. So, oh. yeah. So they're both, really? like, I mean, they, they are living large right now, mm. both of them. The writing is exceptional. It is so personal and it's so well done. It doesn't feel like they're reciting lines. It's like it's really coming out of their own faces. It's just extreme. You know, when some dialogue just feels clunky. Yep. And, you know, I'm not the best at dialogue. I, you know, have my uh, degree in screenwriting. And so it's I really admired that as a screenwriter, how great the script is and how great the directing is. But he is so lucky to have these actors. These performances are the best thing that Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson have ever done. Really done. Scarlett Johansson shocked me. I've never known her to be that great. I mean, she's not a bad actress, but she's never done anything to the level of like, she is in now a category where she is acting her ass off in this. And it is extraordinary. Adam Driver, both of them will just crush you with these performances. And there are moments where you just weep because you just, I mean, Mm. Adam Driver, you have to watch this, Jason. It's in and, and the arguments and the fights and what they're fighting about, they're just so like they can translate to almost everybody's had a relationship probably like this, where you feel like you are either being accused of the one who someone has absorbed themselves into your life and they blame you for it, but they went along for the ride and they are now years later going, I don't feel like I'm myself anymore. Um and then, or the other end of the spectrum where you feel like you've done a lot to accommodate yourself to blend in with someone else. And then later you feel cheated out of your life. That's kind of the basis of the breakdown of this marriage. And it also involves, you know, fascinating. You know it, it's fascinating. And also the things that they end up saying about each other and to each other in the heat of the moment are the most gripping scenes I've ever seen as far as this type of a movie goes where it's a very it's just extraordinary adam driver is i mean he even sings in it where you're like oh my god i mean can i ask you because this is we're not giving anything away someone else has made this reference uh, that you just made 
Is is there a scene where Adam just screams, I hate you, I hope you die? Yes. Is that the scene you're referring to? Yes, and he regrets okay. it very quickly after. And, you know, it's like you you feel those things. Whenever someone has hurt you so badly and they've just turned into some person that you don't even know who they are, you sometimes are like, oh, like, I just wish they weren't on this earth. You know what I mean? We've all had those, I don't know about you, but we've all had those feelings where you just feel so wronged. Yeah. Another, a couple of other people to note in this is that uh, Laura Dern and Ray Liotta are the divorce lawyers. And it's really, a lot of this movie is about how these people wanted to have an amicable split. And the divorce lawyers, they're out to make money. And so they are working every angle, painting the other person as just this monster, alcoholic, you know, whatever they can just grab from any conversation. And Laura Dern, I mean, she deserves this nomination. Ray Liotta, I know, was nominated as well. They are also extraordinary. So you think, because I was going to ask you, Laura is getting a lot, well, praise. She's getting a lot of nominations. She's getting a lot of buzz. You think it's warranted? Because I love her. I love her. her, It's kind of like her character in Big Little Lies, where she's very, very uh, high class, powerful person. And very, I mean... She's an L.A. divorce lawyer, and she's like the best of the best and will get anything she can out of the client. You also learn a lot about the realities of, you know, if you've ever known someone that's been through a divorce or had one yourself, there's so many little rules and things that happen with, like, who pays for what, and you end up paying for the other party's lawyer, you know, or half of it. Like, it's your, your, you're ordered to pay for their lawyer, too. And yours, and depending on who they choose, I mean, it can just destroy you financially, emotionally. And I know this sounds like, God, I don't want to watch that. But you guys, you just have to watch it for the acting alone and the script. It's really worth it. And it made me start to think about, um, it, it is such a great movie. It made me a little sad that there are so many choices now. Remember back in the day where everybody saw the big movie? That we're yeah. talking about, like, for instance, like Parenthood, the movie. Mm-hmm. We all saw that. And we it's all like, saw it. We're all, we all had an experience where we all agreed that it was a great movie. It's kind of like that. But now we have so many choices that not everyone's going to see this movie. Well, yeah. And that makes me sad because everyone should see it. I love that you feel that way because it's it's kind of it's the same thing with television. I mean, you know, there there could be a really good show that back sure. in the day because there was only NBC, ABC, and CBS, everybody would experience it, and it was cool, and it was like a communal experience. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. everybody's watching what they all you know watching their own thing. Yeah, watching their own thing, and I'm I'm telling you though, before um, before the Oscars roll around, and it's on Netflix, so. You know, just saddle in, get some wine. Uh, there's other great characters in there, too, that are like the mother of Scarlett Johansson is great, the sister. Kenny, do you have Netflix? I've never asked you uh, that before. Yeah, Netflix and Hulu. This mm-hmm. doesn't sound like something I would, uh, no, no, I wouldn't watch this. <laughs> I, I, that's okay. But I, I tell it. you, this is the guy that you referred to as uh, gorgeously ugly or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he plays Kylo Ren in. So that so, got me... You know, interested because I can't picture this guy. So I looked him up on Google Images, uh-huh. and the first thing I thought is, "Oh my God, he's the love child of Rick Ocasek from the Cars." <laughs> yeah. So I Googled both Adam Driver and Rick Ocasek. Yeah. They're father and son. Yeah. I, I, I swear they're they're related somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
They definitely uh, have a no, similar I gotta, look. No, I, no, darn it! I got to look at this side, now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right they've got the long. They've got the long face. The, he, the long, the long, long face. Yeah. He's very tall, and he's just a big guy, and so he his is. face is very big. Um, but he is, I think, now my favorite actor. Honestly, uh, I, wow. I, yes. Honestly, he is so good in this, Jason. You will just. I mean, the, the way that you feel about him now, I, and there, it's the, he's the only reason why I watched the show Girls and kind of got disinterested when he wasn't in the like third. I think he was only in the first three seasons, really. But yeah, I was just like, man, who is this guy? He's just a great talent. I mean, yeah. he's so natural. It's like there's no effort. But this movie, you can tell he, oh my gosh, I mean, the guy is really feeling all the feels. And you see it in his face and his body. And you just... Okay, I'm going to watch oh, it. Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson is so good. It's just everybody does their best. Oh, he was in um, the Last Jedi. Yeah, he's yeah. the bad guy. He's the he's this the sequel trilogy's Darth Vader. He's okay. Darth he's Darth Vader's son. Right. Okay. Grandson. Gra- sorry, grandson. Yeah. He was yeah, he's born good. the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> Isn't oh, that depressing? Well, we God. don't need to dwell on that, Kenny. Oh, we don't really need so to. so hurtful. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> a marriage story, everyone, on Netflix. That's what uh, Dawn just reviewed. Uh, a marriage story. When we come back, speaking of movies... The outrage and controversy isn't going anywhere over the Oscar nominations. Uh, CBS This Morning just did a deep dive into that. So that's a, a negative story. But I have a sweet Oscar-related interaction that will just make you smile on this wintry Tuesday. Both stories when we return. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with 071 Everything Entertainment, Everything NBC Peacock. On this day, 68 years ago, the Today Show premiered. Almost 70 years ago. I can't believe it. Whoa. Yeah. Created by uh, Sigourney Weaver's father. He played an instrumental role really? in the creation. Yeah, in the creation of the Today Show. So they had a monkey on that show too. <laughs> it is. A monkey always joking. works. Yeah. Always works. Lewis Black, one of my favorite comedians, if not my favorite comedian, has a great he he hates weather people. And in one of his early albums, the White Album, he goes off on Al Roker and the oh, Weather no. Channel. He's like, there's I'm paraphrasing, Lewis goes, there's an entire channel devoted to weather. And they still can't get it right. He goes, he goes, he goes, I just think we should put a monkey in a room with a dartboard yeah. with, with symbols and just have the monkey throw the darts at the board. <laughs> that would be more reliable. And I just, it, I, I can listen to that and I have hundreds of times and it still cracks me up. But anyway, happy anniversary uh, to the Today Show. Speaking of morning shows, um, the story isn't going away 24 hours later, nor, and I don't think it should, and it won't, uh, straight through to Oscar, the Oscar telecast. Controversy and outrage over the nominees that we unveiled yesterday, uh, exactly 24 hours ago. Here's uh, Gail King uh, talking to Kevin Frazier from ET with some, some statistics about where we are as far as uh, diversifying the Academy uh, voting block. Listen to this. This year's Academy Award nominations have created new controversy over whether the Oscars are too white 
and two male. 19 of the 20 acting nominees announced yesterday are white. The exception is Best Actress nominee. That's Cynthia Erivo. Go Cynthia, who starred in the movie Harriet. And all of the Best Director nominees are men, even though women directed several of this year's Best Regarded Movies. Entertainment Tonight host Kevin Frazier joins us with more on the story. Kevin, really good to see you because a lot of people are shaking their heads this morning because didn't the Motion Picture Academy take steps to make this a little less likely a couple years ago? They sure did, Gail. After the original controversy that led to Oscars So White in 2015, the Academy added more diverse members. And each and every year, we've seen a group of nominees that have been more diverse. But many say this year's nods are a disappointing step backwards. Joaquin Phoenix's deranged Joker leads the Oscar nominations with 11 nods, but it's the films and actors that were snubbed that many are calling the real headline. I made up my mind, I'm going back. Harriet actress Cynthia Erivo was the only person of color nominated in the acting categories, and some say several strong performances by people of color were overlooked. Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers for sure. Lupita Nyong'o in oh, Us. Yes. Any of the actors from the Korean film Parasite. Justin oh. Chang is a film critic for the Los yep. Angeles Times. This year does feel like a return in a lot of ways to a kind of white male nostalgia. Criticism over the lack of diversity lit up social media Monday, many reusing the phrase Oscar so white, which attorney April Rain created back in 2015. Overall, it's clear that there's a lot more work that needs to be done. In response to Oscar so white, the Academy set a goal of doubling the number of women and minority members by 2020. It is already partially succeeded. 16% of members are now people of color, up from 8%, but female membership only rose from 25 to 33 two percent among the directors recognized women were shut out including little women's Greta Gerwig actress Issa Rae who announced the nominations seemed to comment on the lack of female nominees Congratulations to those men. still the Academy did set a record this year by nominating 62 women about a third of the nominees now that's good I mean there's that's the only good thing right there out of the out of the block coming out of yesterday but it's hard to hear. It's very hard to hear. It's very hard to hear. I mean, we knew about the new uh, measures they put into place, but obviously the fact that it only rose 7% with women? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I I mean, if, if you just think about Lupita Nyong'o's performance <coughs> in Us, everyone saw that movie, and... You know, it's like they don't want to nominate wild, widely popular movies. No. I mean, well, in the exception of, like, The Joker and... But, I don't know. Uh, there, Let's talk about Jennifer Lopez real quick. I sure. have two, two Twitter things that caught my interest uh, yesterday. This one is from a Vanity Fair piece about the Oscars and the lack of recognition for J-Lo and Hustlers. Um, Mark Harris is the writer... I read this and I was like, bing, bing, bing goes the bell. And I think this is applicable not just for Jennifer Lopez, but for actresses similar to Jennifer Lopez. Listen to this. He writes, I suspect something else is going on with Lopez and Hustlers, which is that she did everything wrong. She dared to play a character who used her sexuality as a professional survival tool and didn't regret it. She committed the unforgivable sin of being sympathetic and then not. She took her public image and spectacularly amplified it and reworked it to suit 
cute, a complicated character. This is not what Academy voters want from J-Lo. What they want for is for her to scrub off her makeup yes. and play a poor mother dying of something who tries to find someone to take care of her kids. They want a role that says, look how serious I am. Yes. Look, how, look how I'm willing to punish myself for you. That type of self-abasement has always been something Academy voters love to see from actresses, even if we set aside the grim social implications of that kind of thinking. What remains is a disappointing limit, limitation of vision. Mm-hmm. The Academy has never been good at looking at a performance like the one Lopez gives in Hustlers and understanding that it is as serious, committed, and carefully crafted as the kind of stuff it usually likes. Actors of all people should know better. Man, I haven't seen Hustlers, but that's a powerful statement. It's so true. They want to take someone like J-Lo, who's traditionally known as first for her singing and her performance as a, a musical artist, and they want her to do some serious role where she's, yeah, she's uh, living you know, in, in poverty and just taking care of her kids and putting her, sort of pigeonholing her into a yep. character. Oh, man, that's... Colin saw uh, uh, Hustlers and thought it was fantastic and thought J-Lo deserved the accolades that she's getting. So, And then Eddie Murphy, too. Uh, Eddie Murphy was 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 uh, not chosen this year. So, anyway. Oh, boy. Uh, I will wrap this up with, with a nice, uh, with a n- nice smiley interaction that I, it made, it really did make me laugh and smile. Everyone, if you've seen The Water Boy with Adam uh, with Adam Sandler, you will love this. So Adam Sandler was another one that got uh, no nominations oh, for Uncut Gems. Yeah, people oh. thought he, this he was really going to get a nomination. So Adam wrote on Twitter. Adam wrote, "Bad news: Sandman gets no love from the Academy. Good news: Sandman can stop wearing suits. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to all my friends who got nominated." especially Mama. I, as you guys know, Kathy Bates played Mama Boucher in yes. Waterboy. <laughs> so Kathy Bates, who is now one of my favorite human beings, Kathy Bates uh, retweeted and responded to Adam, I love you, my Bobby Boucher. You was robbed, but Mama loves you. I learned a new urban slang word for you. You the goat, not the one we eat at home, son. <laughs> oh, boy. Mama loves you, Bobby Boucher. Oh, I love Kathy. Was that Adam's, just... uh, Adam's role, was it, uh, was it noteworthy? Yes. It was. Anyone that has seen it said this is, it's a cliche, but this was a very, very different Adam Sandler. So yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be a very tense movie the whole time. He plays a jeweler that's constantly in money trouble, jeweler to like athletes and stars, and it's just a nonstop tension and stress and pressure and just a very fast moving movie where you just cannot relax. Hmm. But uh, apparently, he does a really great job. Hmm. I mentioned, too, uh, I forgot to mention Aquafina, another one. She oh. won the f- freaking Golden Globe, but the Academy forgot her. But what? Just, oh, wow. Gosh. Yep. And the so. entire cast of Parasite, which is getting such praise. Not only is oh. it nominated for, uh, it has, has a new name, Best Foreign Film, but it's maybe... Best international. international, I think it's international. Yeah, yeah. And and again, this is a phenomenon that's not new this year. And we, we, we got to go. Then okay, so you're going to nominate. Let's take Little Women. You're going to nominate Little Women as Best Picture, but Greta Gerwig, 
who directed it? Is it nominated? I, I, that's absurd. It's 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 such a disconnect. What did the did the dumb movie direct itself? And we we know, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. They just open up that category so much, but yeah, I guess yeah. she's just standing by, letting things unfold. Yep. Uh, it is uh, seven forty four. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything megaphones. I'm Jace with Dawn and Kenny. Thanks for being here. Hope you're having a really good Tuesday. Take your time driving in. It's a little slick out there. Little little slipperies. But a lot better than yesterday. And everybody's, oh, really? Yeah, everybody's relieved about that. I think the warm temp is just keeping roads wet. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's not as cold as it was yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah. thank goodness. Yep. Uh, 7.50 is the time. Baby Yoda continues uh, <laughs> to captivate, a, uh, captivate the world. But should we be calling him Baby Yoda, Don? Not according to one of the stars and actually the director of Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. He's actually the voice of and plays IG-11 in uh, The Mandalorian. And if you haven't watched The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, highly recommend it. Really great. It's where, you know, the child comes from. Uh, he says, I knew that people would be talking about Baby Yoda, but I also know Baby Yoda's real name. So if you're going to do me a favor, please stop calling him Baby Yoda. Or is it a her? No one knows. See, this is, I just am re-watching The Mandalorian, and I was thinking about this. He's basically telling us right there in that statement, it's not Yoda. Well, no. He says, I know Baby Yoda's real name, so stop, do, do me a favor, stop calling him or her Baby Yoda. And I thought, maybe that's a girl creature. We're just assuming it's a little boy child. Yeah, I mean, because obviously it's it can't be. It's impossible for it to be Baby Yoda. Because spoiler alert um, <laughs> yeah. for a thirty-five-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: um, uh, Yoda has passed. Um, Yoda's yeah. not. No, Yoda's uh, went went to the Force, so he's not around. So it's not Yoda. It's just he just looks like a baby Yoda. Um, I want to know, but the problem is George Lucas never gave a name for the Yoda species. Right, and there is an, he never gave a, a planet of origin, which is like, this is great because it's new territory. They can make up whatever they want. Yeah. What so, if they go to a planet where there's a bunch of them? A bunch of little baby Yodas? Yeah, a little bunch of children. Oh, a little <laughs> running around. I am wondering. All those why are you here? I know. All those childs. All those little childrens. All those little (laughs) childrens. Well, and then if you guys, again, this isn't giving much away, but the final episode of Mandalorian on Disney Plus, which you all should watch, there is an actor that he gets, Baby Yoda gets punched. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dawn, you read a cute story about him being punched. Yeah, so um, there's a scene where two stormtroopers, which I love in The Mandalorian, how they take... You know, stormtroopers just traditionally have never been great fighters. They can't ever shoot a target. They're kind of dumb. And so they took that to another level. Uh, Two stormtroopers have the child. And, um, you know, they've captured the child. And that's, you know, sorry, spoiler alert there. But 
Mm-hmm. Well, I won't tell you what happens next, but uh, they do punch him because he's making some noise and they're like, shut that thing up, basically. Um, you find <laughs> out, I mean, the dialogue is really funny and quippy and very pedestrian, I would say, but it was just so good and funny. I'm like, who is that in there? Found out, you know, after I watched the show, it's Jason Sudeikis is one of them and Adam Pally or Polly, he is the other, um, He's the other stormtrooper, and he did an interview and said that there's a very controversial scene. And apparently, the first take when I punched it, he said they called cut. John Favreau was watching on a monitor in his office, and he came down and said, I just want to let you know that this is the hero, and it costs like $5 million. <laughs> so, though I want you to hit it, I just want you to know that because I think. He's like, because I think I took a really big swing at it. And the next three takes I missed because I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Do not hit the $5 million Baby Yoda, please. <laughs> exactly like that hard. Um, and then he's joking around this. And he said, he joked, uh, the truth is Baby Yoda is a bit of a diva and constantly vaping. <laughs> uh, and then since, you know, Olivia Wilde, the actress, she is married to Jason Sudeikis and she visited him on the set. So she's known all about uh, the child for a long time. And she said that when she saw Baby Yoda, I went over and played with that thing for way too long. <laughs> and she just was obsessed with it and was like holding it and playing with it. And they're like, oh. okay. <laughs> It's so good. Y'all, my talkers, even I always reference this. I was at the Monte Carlo. I was sitting at the bar and this couple that had to be in their 70s was talking about, quote, the baby Yoda. And they were watching the Mandalorian because the husband likes Westerns. And this show reminded him of, of, a, of a good spaghetti Western. Yeah, it's a space so, Western, really. Yeah. So even oh. if you don't think this is your genre, it actually might be your genre. It's just my father-in-law's into it. It's a really good show. And you don't necessarily have had to have watched all the Star Wars movies no. to get this. Anybody you, who feels like behind because they haven't watched all the movies, you could just pop in and start watching this. And that's a sign of a great show. You just... Yep. You just sold me right there. Yeah. You, Kenny, I actually think you would love this, all kidding aside. My favorite movie on the face of the earth is Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, then you yeah. would like this. Yeah. You would like this. Huh. Hey, guys, My Talk 1071 is a proud partner of Destination Winter St. Paul featuring Wells Fargo Winter Skate. Takes place through uh, February 22nd at CHS Field. If you bring in your Wells Fargo credit or debit card, you're going to rent skates for free. That's right. For free! (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this.